I love that guy. And you really know if you love somebody a lot, when they become your neighbor, your neighbor and you still love them. <laughs> I still love you, man. He's the best. I just thank God that uh, he's my pastor. And I, maybe the God was just trying to tell me something, you know. When your pastor has moved almost next door, God might be trying to tell you something. <laughs> uh, but I do thank God this morning for, for all of you. Uh, I do want to tell each and every one of you. Uh, some of you know me, some of you don't know me. Uh, but I do want to tell you that I love you. And that's the honest, I love you. And um, so, oh, that's my neighbor. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I want to say one thing first this morning. Jesus is Lord, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I like that. I like that. But uh, I want to talk to you this morning about, um, about love and compassion. Um, you, uh, we all know about love. And we know about compassion. But I think something that's missing today, uh, even in me, uh, and a lot of us, is the compassion side. Uh, compassion is, the definition for compassion is sympathetic concern for the suffering and the misfortune of others. That's what compassion's about. And so this morning I want to read to you, if you want to turn your Bibles to uh, uh, John chapter 11. And we're basically going to read this, this chapter. It's uh, one of my favorite in the whole Bible. Um, so if you turn your Bibles there, if you're there, everybody say amen. amen. So in verse 1, so we're talking about Jesus and Lazarus this morning. In verse 1 it says, A man named Lazarus was sick, and he lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured expensive perfume on the Lord's feet. And wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling them, Lord, your dear friend is sick. So as we see that right there, you see that Jesus was a friend of Lazarus and Mary and Martha. So when they came to him and said, Lord, the one you love is sick. And normally, Jesus would usually be, you know, like right there, right? And he would uh, heal the sick and... But we're going to see a little different today. So in verse 4, he says, But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus is sick. Here's what he said. When Lazarus is sick, he said, This sickness will not end in death. The key word right there, This sickness will not end in death. So he said, This sickness will not end in death. He said, No. It happened for the glory of God, so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Stayed there two more days. But his disciples, in verse 8, said, his disciples objected. And they said, Rabbi says... They said only a few days ago the people in Judea were trying to stone you. And he said, are you going there again? And Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight. And he said every day, during the day people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of the world. But at night there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. 
But now we will go and wake him up. So then the disciples said, Lord, if he's sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought that Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant that Lazarus was dead. See, now when he said that he's asleep, and they knew that he was sick because of what, the, uh, what they said when they came and said, uh, Lazarus is sick. So they said, you know, of course, if you're sick, and a lot of times you uh, get some rest, you feel better and you'll get well. But we're getting ready to see what Jesus is going to do. So he said, uh, so he said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there. For now you will really believe. Come, let us go see him. Now, if I was one of the disciples, they'd been walking with Jesus for quite some time now. When he said that, I, I think I might have rejected that a little bit, you know. Uh, I'm glad for your sake that he's dead. And so, I don't know how I would have took that. I just want to be honest with you. But, so, that's what he told them. And so, he said, I'm glad I wasn't there so you will really believe. I want you, this morning, I want you to really believe what we're hearing and, and what we're talking about this morning and can you believe this do you believe this so in 16 thomas nicknamed the uh the twin and i got a twin brother thank you lord so thomas nicknamed the twin said to his fellow disciples let's go too and die with jesus so even thomas they figured if jesus died on the way on the road to go and where they're going now that was that's showing a little bit of love and compassion isn't it too so let's go with him because even if he dies and we die, everything will be all right. I think that's pretty brave. So that's what he said. So in 17, he says, when Jesus arrived at Bethany, look at this now. He was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Four days. We're not talking about one day. We're not talking about two days, three days. But he'd been in the grave for four whole entire days. Four days days and so look at this now he said so bethany was only a few miles actually bethany was only two miles away could you imagine that so jesus if he'd have been there lazarus wouldn't have died because jesus would have prayed for him and healed him but two miles away i'm not in the best shape but i can walk two miles in at least a day <laughs> i would hope so y'all laugh some of you right there with me so, in other words, it wouldn't have took him maybe, what, an hour to get there? But I'll always tell you this. Jesus always knows what he's doing. Amen. So, he, he hung out there where he was just two miles away. So, he says, in 19, he says, And many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house and Martha said to Jesus Lord if you had only been here my brother would not have died can you imagine how Jesus felt when he loved her and she told him that if you had only been here I could only imagine how he had to feel when she said that if you had only been here Lord he would not have died and she knew that. And how many times have we said that to people maybe that we love sometimes? If you had only been here, 
Maybe I wouldn't be going through what I'm going through today. Or if you'd only been here, I'd have had the help that I needed. And, and now you left me all alone. So I, I, can, I can feel some of what I believe what Jesus was feeling when she had said that. And then look what Jesus said. He said, but even now I know that God will give you. Or she said, even I know that now God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus told him. He said, your brother will rise again. And 24, yes, Martha said, he will rise. Everyone else rises at the last day. And look what Jesus said. Jesus said, he told her, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone, I'm going to say that again. Anyone who believes in me will live. Even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. And he asked her, he said, do you believe this? Do you believe this? See, Jesus sees death a lot in a different way, I think, than we do. See, when we see death, when we love someone, and I've had a lot of death in my family, my mother and my father and aunts and uncles and friends and all that. And, and it's devastating. To me, when you love someone, death is the hardest thing that you'll ever have to face. It's the hardest thing that you'll ever do. And I know how tough it is, but I think when the way Jesus sees things is, when we belong to Jesus and we die to Him, basically that's the greatest moment of your life. Because at that moment, because it says you'll never die. He just said that if you believe in him, uh, even though you die, you'll always live. You'll, you'll live forever. And so Jesus, uh, at this story, we're getting ready to see his compassion. But when we die, I think it excites him because he knows now that we can truly be with him in spirit. Amen? And that's what, that's what we're trying to get to. And I, so I look at death better now than I did, even though it's harder uh, on my family and friends when I see them pass away because it is devastating. But I understand when they know the Lord, and now they're with the Lord forever, it excites me. It excites me because that's, that's where I want to be. I'm, the Lord's with us now, but I want to be with Him where He is. Hallelujah. So I, that's what I think about Jesus. I think that He really, to Him, He's like, this is like a celebration when you die. Glory to God. It's a celebration because now we'll be one together. So look what He says in... Um, he asked her, said, do you believe this? And, and then she said, yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into this world from God. Then she returned to Mary, and she says, she called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus Stayed outside the village, had stayed outside the village where Martha had met him. When the people were at the house consoling Mary, and Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed that she was going, that she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived, she saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, and she said, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. So now he hears it again. 
Two times he hears this. I believe it actually almost floored Jesus because he felt their heart. He felt their hurt. He felt their pain. He felt their compassion. He felt it all. And, and even the worst thing is thinking about, look, I've been away just two miles down the road for four days. Now Lazarus has died, and here I've only been away just two miles down the road, but they have suffered for four entire days. But see, Jesus knew what he needed to do so that they would not forget this miracle this time. Amen. So for four days, so Mary said that when she fell at his feet, Lord, if you'd only been here, he would have not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping, he saw the other people wailing with her. A deep anger welled up within him. And he was deeply troubled. And he said, where have you put him? He asked. And they said, he said, where have you put him? He asked. They said, they told him, Lord, come and see. And then Jesus cried. He wept. So at that moment, I think he was overwhelmed with the love and the compassion. Because why again? He knew how much they were hurting. He knew how much they loved him. And he, he felt that pain. And he wanted to be there for him. And he wasn't there. But now he's here. And now they're saying, why didn't you show up? Why didn't you just come? But now they've gone through all this. And Jesus is telling them, watch this. He said, after Jesus cried, he said, the people who were standing, were standing there and how much they loved him. But some said, this man healed the blind man and couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Of course he could have. Of, of course he could have. Verse 38 says, when Jesus, Jesus still angry as he arrived at the tomb in a cave with a stone rolled across his entrance, and he looked at he said, roll the stone aside. Jesus told them. But Martha, she said, the dead, or Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Absolutely. Four days. Now, back in those days, they didn't embalm people. They didn't have refrigerators and things like that to put them in. So they just wrapped them in little linen or whatever and covered them up like a mummy is what we call it. And they put spices and perfumes on them just to kind of knock that other down. But four days, he was dead and decaying. Yes, there was a smell. I used to be a member of the volunteer fire department. And let me tell you, we went to a home one time. And this person had been decaying for probably four or five or six days. And there is no other smell in this world like the body of a human being decaying. And we'll tell you that. I mean nothing like it. If you smell it, you'll know it when you smell it next time. So these people now, they knew. They knew what it smelled like. It wasn't only on their minds, but guess what? It was even in their nostrils. As I clean mine. <laughs> but it, it was, they, were, they, they smelled it. They knew about it now. And let me tell you, when you've been dead for four days and you've just been in a cave with a stone rolled in front of you and you smell that, you'll never, ever forget it. And another thing you won't forget is this was truly getting ready to be a miracle. Truly getting ready to be a miracle because so many times in our life today, if you think about it, 
We see miracles every day of our life. And most of the time, guess what we do? We miss the miracle. Like that, right? There's a miracle. I can pick it up. We miss miracles every day of our lives, I believe. I truly believe that. I truly believe it. And sometimes I think we get used to them. I think God's so good to us, he shows us so many miracles that we also we get used to the miracle. A lot of people, uh, even in the Bible, and Jesus had to do this because he had done so many miracles that it's kind of like, well, yeah, they believed it. They believed what they saw, and it wasn't long when they just started thinking about, well, you know, I don't know if that guy really was alive. Or maybe, was that person really healed from cancer? Or was that person, you know, did really have a broken leg or whatever? I think that we... It's easy for the enemy to get in our head that I really don't remember or know if that was a true miracle of God. I remember one time, and I'm going to say this, a lot of times I think there's a lot of miracles God has in store, and God wants to use you for him to have the glory and, and, and have a miracle or create a miracle through you. I stopped at a store one time. A lot of you people might know this place. It was called Worms and Coffee. It's a little convenience store. So right there you can get your cup of coffee and get some worms. Drink the coffee and fish with the worms. So... But I stopped in that store, and it's probably been, I don't know, time goes by so fast now, maybe seven, maybe six, seven, eight years ago. And the lady working the register, when I walked up to the counter, there's people in there, and uh, she just looked like she was in a lot of pain. And I said, are you all right? And she says, no. And she couldn't even hardly hold her head up. I said, well, are you sure? She goes, no. I said, well, what is wrong? And she said, well, she said, I have a brain tumor. As very large. And she said that they've done numerous MRIs and every CT scan, everything they can do. But my brain tumor is so large that the doctor's going to operate Tuesday, but it's only going to give me 25% chance of living. And I said 25%, which I shouldn't have said that probably, <laughs> but only 25%. And I'm like, well, maybe you don't need to do the surgery. And she said, if, if I don't do the surgery, I'm going to be, I'll die in just a, probably a few months. So I have to do the surgery. And I said, well, so when's your surgery? She said, Tuesday. This was on a, a Friday. And I was working down that way. So I said, on Tuesday. I said, okay. And there was other people standing in line. Here I am talking about all this. Hey, people, get over it. We stand in line impatient. And I said, well, I know a man that can heal you. And she said, do what? I said, I know a man that can heal you. Can I pray for you? And she said, do what? And like I said, now we're getting a good line. I said, I just want to pray for you because I know a man that can heal you. She said, would you? And I said, yes, I would. So I prayed for her. And you, I don't even know what I said. You know what? It didn't make any difference what I said. All I, I had compassion that I wanted God to touch this lady and heal her. 25% is not good odds. So I did. I prayed for her. And when I said, I'm going to keep checking on you. I'm going to keep praying. And when I did, uh, I was walking out the door, and she was crying. And I, so I just continued to pray. So when the next Friday came back around, I was back that way again, so I stopped in the store. And when I did, I walked in. The same lady is at the cash register. And she's smiling, and she's laughing, and I'm going, wow, that's a quick recovery. <laughs> and so I went and got me a drink and a pack of nabs or pork skins or something like you do when you live down south. <laughs> and so when I walked back up to the register, she was there, and I said, how are you doing? She said, oh, I'm doing wonderful. 
I said, you look great. She said, yeah, I feel wonderful. And I said, the surgery went well, right? She says, well, no. Oh, oh, I didn't have the surgery. I said, you don't remember me, do you? She says, oh, I do remember you. You're the guy that prayed for me. I said, yeah. I said, you had to have your surgery Tuesday, and it's Friday. She said, you're not going to believe it. She said, so when the doctors brought me in, they had to do another MRI and a CAT scan before they did the surgery again, and there was no tumor. No tumor. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I said, well, you look wonderful. You look happy. She says, she said, it was a miracle. She said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I said, look, don't thank me. I said, you just thank God because it was all God. But I'll, see, that's been this few years, but I'll never forget that. I can't even, they tore the building down. And when I ride by there, I rode by there yesterday, and I thought about it. The build might not be there, but the memory is there. Hallelujah. She didn't know me. I didn't know her, but I promise you today, she'll remember what God did for her. And you know what's funny? When I was talking to her at the end, the line came back again. That was a busy little store. People love worms. And so they were lined up again, and we were talking, and I could hear people about their breathing, and I, and I was just shouting. I said, oh, praise the Lord. I said, God caused a miracle, and you're well, and you're healed in Jesus' name. Sometimes we miss the mark because we don't take that extra second. You know what I said first when I stepped up there was, Oh, there's people behind me. So I started talking to her. And if I had a walk, I believe it didn't have anything to do with me. I promise you. Except for just trying to be obedient. But if I had a listen and saw the people standing behind me, worried about them being 30 seconds later, a minute later, getting their soda pop or whatever. And if I had to miss that mark, maybe she might have not got her healing. You are very important. Don't worry about the people in line in your life. You, you live off of love and compassion. See, when you love someone, and see, I didn't know her from Adam, but you know what? I loved her too, because Jesus said to love everyone. But when you love someone, and the more you love someone, when they hurt, you hurt. I talked to a, a lady this week, and I was like, man, that goes right along with my message. God must have sent her. She's from New York. I think it was New York. She just moved down here two months ago. Her son committed suicide uh, two years ago. Well, just two weeks ago, she tried to commit suicide. She has been grieving for two years. Now, I'm just going to leave it right there. You know why she's grieving for two years? She loved her son that much. She didn't even want to live anymore, she said. I've been trying to get over this, but for two years, and it's not getting much better. So she tried to commit suicide just to get out of the pain and hopefully to be with her son. But when you love someone and they hurt, you hurt. We've got to finish the story. Pastor Luke's going to say, hurry up. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Love and compassion and glory to God. All right, what verse was I in, everybody? 30. 40. Thank you. The other head than I thought it was. 40. So Jesus responded, I didn't, didn't I tell you that if you would see God's glory, it would be that you would believe? 
And she said, so they rolled the stone away and Jesus said, look up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of these people standing there or here so that they will believe that you sent me. I believe that day in that store, some people heard just knowing that Jesus may do something. But they believe that you sent me. Then Jesus shouted in a loud voice and he said, Lazarus, come out. I bet it was better than that. I bet it was Lazarus. Come out. Hallelujah. You know why Jesus could do that? You know why Jesus could say, Lazarus, come out. Because Jesus Christ knew that when he said it, that Lazarus was getting ready to walk out of the tomb. That's why he could do it that way. He knew, he knew what was about to happen. we got to get excited a lot of times in our life and, and know and be excited about what's getting ready to happen. Jesus wants to do great and mighty and wondrous and wonderful miracles in your life. We need to be excited about it. We need to be believing about it. We need to be ready about it. We need to be ready to accept it because he wants to work miracles in our lives. You know why? So that he can be glorified. All the glory to Jesus. Lord, we want you glorified even this morning in this place, God. Oh, we lift you up. Lord, you're awesome. You're a wonderful God. We glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we love you. Oh, we bring you the glory and the honor, Lord. It might have been four days, and they said Jesus was too late. But Jesus was right on time. Four days. And Jesus was right on time. There's a lot of times in my life I say, I've prayed. Now that miracle that happened there, God did it. There were times I prayed when people had passed and people didn't get well. And I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't. But I do know that God knows why. There's a purpose for everything. And he knows it. We just got to trust him and believe him and and look for him and see what he wants. Because I know, I really know that Jesus... He has the power over death and resurrection. Hallelujah. He's got also has the power over life, death, as well as the power to be able to forgive your sins. You know, the greatest miracle in your life, anyone's life, the way I see it, is when Jesus saved me from my sins. And it took a miracle. But when he saved me from my sins... Yeah, but I really truly believe it's the greatest miracle that could ever happen. You know, he said, whoever believes in Christ has a spiritual life that death cannot ever conquer. I like the part where he says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whoever believes in me, whoever believes in me, you can have eternal life. Most important thing in your life, I believe, is eternal life. It makes me feel better that when I die, I know I'm not going to be dead too long. Amen? I believe that when I die, that my spirit's going to go be with the Lord, and then I'll be with the Lord forever. Eternal life. 
See, like that lady that went through, uh, through that with her, her tumor in her brain. I believe that trials and every trial that we face can ultimately bring the glory to God. Because you know what? Sometimes all things work together for the good of those that love Him. Amen. And the bad, sometimes a bad situation, if you do the right thing, will turn out to be the, a great situation or be a great thing. When trouble comes, I want to ask you this. When trouble comes, do you grumble? Do you complain? And do you blame God? Or do you see it as an opportunity, an opportunity to honor God in your troubles? A lot of our troubles, when we do the right thing, when we trust God, we believe God, and we just look at it as a different thing and a different way as knowing that whatever I'm facing, whatever I'm going through, if I'll just hold on and I'll believe God, God's going to turn it around for the good. And if you give God the glory, I promise you, it's still going to be a lot better. It's going to be a lot better. Now, as we read about Lazarus and Jesus there, Easter's in two weeks. And we all know the story. Jesus also was in a tomb, wasn't he? See, Jesus, when he had to die, Jesus had to die for your sins. There's no other way. So Jesus, we know that he had a cruel death. He was beaten. He was whipped. He was punished. And they nailed him to a cross. If I was Jesus, I couldn't have done it. I'm sorry. I could not have done it. But they nailed him to a cross and, and he hung there and he bled and he died. He did every bit of that for you. He did every bit of that because so you would have a way to be able to go before him and say, and just ask him for forgiveness and, and ask him to come in your heart and believe on him. He did it all for you. Jesus did it for you. And we know that after Jesus was in the tomb for three days, that guess what? The stone was rolled away again, wasn't it? And when the stone was rolled away, we know that when Jesus came out, now Jesus has been resurrected and lives forevermore. And now he lives in your hearts. He's with you everywhere you go. I remember one time I was just riding down the road and I was, and I was sitting there and I didn't have anybody with me. And, and I was just, I was just you know, praising the Lord, riding around singing. And I looked over to the passenger seat. And I looked over there and I says, how you doing, Jesus? <laughs> I know I'm crazy. <laughs> but he's with you everywhere you go. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll give you a better life than you've ever had. If you've never trusted in Jesus today, I, I ask you, give Jesus a try. Give Jesus a try. He loves you more than you could ever, ever imagine. He loves you more than anything in this world. That's, that's my Jesus. Amen. The one that wants to give you eternal life. But He forgives your sins. He gives you eternal life. And He wants you to invite Him in your heart today. That's what he wants. Did the praise and worship team want to come? I don't know what time we got, but I think we're getting close. I can't see the distance, and I can't see up close. 
Hallelujah. So, as we're sitting here this morning, you know, before I met Jesus, I really didn't know it. I knew something was wrong. But before I met him, guess what? I was already dead. The Bible says if you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. I didn't know how dead I was until I asked him in my heart. And then when he came alive in my heart, I came alive. I saw everything a complete different way. The Lord is awesome. I remember one day I was riding down the road after I got saved. And I, when the Lord touched me, and when he grabbed me, man, he grabbed me good. It was a wonderful thing that I'd ever felt. And the peace and the love that came in my heart that day was like nothing I'd ever had before. I was riding down the road one day, right toward Ocean Isle Beach. And when I went through the intersection, there was, everybody was everywhere that day. And the Lord spoke to me. I'll never forget it. He said, how many people do you see? And I said, what, Lord? He said, how many people do you see? So I looked around, like me and you right now. So he said, no. I said, how many people do you see? So I looked out the window, and I seen, I mean, the cars were coming, and this way, and I seen two people in that car, four people in that car, and there's people walking into stores everywhere. And there was kids walking down the, down the side of the street and everything. I saw people everywhere. I said, oh, my God. I see a lot of people. And was actually seeing their faces. When, when the Holy Spirit does something, He just does it different, and He does it good. But I can see the expression on the people's faces that I never really paid any attention to before. And as I can see the expression on the face, I can see people that maybe that look like that, uh, yeah, they're ready. And I can see the faces of some that maybe weren't ready. And I'm talking how the Lord does something. This is within maybe a couple of minutes. And I'm seeing people walking in the stores, and I can see them through the windows in the stores, and I'm still driving. And the Lord said, how many people? do you see during the day? And I just counted about 50 or 60 right then. I said, oh God, I don't know. Lord, I don't know how many people I see during the day. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, how many of those people do you think are going to make it to heaven? And I just wept. I did what Jesus did in this story. And it touched my heart and I cried. I said, oh God, I don't know. But then I started seeing some of these faces again. Jesus said, everyone's fine. But he said, they all won't make it. They all won't make it. You know what he said? I said, oh God, I'm sorry. And Jesus said, I need you to tell them. I need you to tell them. All they got to do is believe in me. And accept me. And I'll forgive their sins. If you're in here today, you've never done that. If the Lord is drawing on your heart, let the day be that day. Let the day be the day that you ask Jesus in your heart. And he'll, he'll give you eternal life. Let's, let us pray. I can't, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, you're so wonderful. 
Oh, we love you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for dying. For dying for our sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For giving us life just by asking you, Jesus. For loving you. And Jesus, for trusting you. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Would that be you today? You say, Lord, I really, I don't know you, but I want to know you. Lord, I want you to come into my life and forgive me my sins. Would you raise your hand to God this morning and say, Jesus, oh, forgive me, Lord. And save me, God. And forgive me of my sins. And the Lord will heal you. He will save you today. He will give you eternal life. Just by asking. Just by asking. You raise your hand and say, Jesus. Lord, here I am. Take me, Lord. And fill me with your life. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you. And we bless your holy name, God. Oh, you're a wonderful God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And amen. I love you. God bless you. God loves you. And as I said when I started... Jesus is Lord, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. God bless you.